Welcome to Green Carpet Interviews. Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Green Carpet Interviews. Uh, today, we've got a, a great interview. Uh, we are interviewing Sandro Namoto, who is the content doctor. Oh, oh, by the way, by the way, my name is Deji, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm one of the hosts of the podcast. And I'm Akindale, and I'm the co-host. Or yeah, whatever, one of the hosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, back to Sandra. Sandra is known as the content doctor. She is. Uh, we're gonna get into that. It's, it's very interesting, very very fascinating. Uh, she has you know vegan marketing success stories. Uh, that's her book, right? Exactly. Vegan market. Sorry, vegan marketing success stories is her is her book. Um, is a first, but it's the uh, world's first vegan marketing book, and that's it awesome. also won a vegan choice award. Um, nice. It is. Uh, it. She. It just. Just doing the research that we've done so far. I'm looking forward to a lot of. I know I have a feeling this is going to be a very good interview, and it's going to be very packed with a lot of good nuggets in there. So yeah, looking forward to it. Same here. Okay. All right. Well, let's bring on Sandra, and. Hey, there she is. Hi, Deji. Hi, Kendale. Hello, How are Sandra. You, Sandra. Awesome. I'm well. How being... are you? Great. Thank We're you. We're doing very well. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for us being on this... here. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's my nice. honor. Thanks. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so for those uh of us or those of the audience members who haven't met you or don't know you're not familiar with your content, just can you give us a little bit of a uh, like insight on who you are? Sure. I'm Sandra Namoto. I live in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Um, I've been vegan for just over five years now. And so I would say my content is a, hopefully a healthy mix of, <laughs> of, um, tips, uh, around content marketing. Um, that's what I do for businesses. I also help authors with a number of services to help them get their books out there. Um, so that's that's the content you'll see on the business side. And then um, and then stories around uh, like vegan books that I'm reading um, and then other other types of content that encourage people to go vegan because of course, that's a big part of who I am. And so so that's that's what you'll see when you hop on to any of my accounts. Awesome. That's awesome. So, can you explain to us what uh, being a content doctor is? I love the branding <laughs> around that. It's just like it, when I was looking at your website, I was like, "That's really cool" because you have like the like you like the diagnosis, and you have all these different. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, Thank you. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, the content doctor is is my second business, which I started in 2020. And um, I actually initially didn't launch as the content doctor. I was using the vegan copywriter, which oh. I think was a, a really good 
title at the time. Um, but I, I got some feedback that, that made me change because, um, although like, I'm not afraid of the word vegan, cause it's, it's, it's a part of who I am. It's a good descriptor. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that my clients need to be vegan. So mm-hmm. I do only work with vegan businesses, but they yeah. don't need to be vegan owned. So as long as the business is right. not bringing harms to animals, people, the planet, you know, to a lesser extent, that's really mm-hmm. my, my criteria for an ideal client. Um, so because it, this is my second business, I had somebody from my previous business, um, which I I was doing public relations Mm -hmm. and this, this previous client came to me and said, Oh, I want to work with you again. You know, I was helping her put together some articles and she said, do I have to be vegan? And that's when I realized (laughs) that V word, if you're not vegan may turn some people away. Right. Even though that's of course not my intention. So, Mm -hmm. um, after, speaking with another marketing colleague, this was right when the pandemic hit, you know, she suggested, um, yeah, you may want to change to something a bit more inclusive. And Mm -hmm. um, initially, I was thinking of an old domain that I purchased years ago called the word doctor. And I'm Mm. like, what do you think about this? And she said, you know what, people still aren't going to understand what you do if you just tell them you're the word doctor. And so Uh, she said, mm -hmm. but she said, you know, what's really hot right now content. Um, And that, and so that's, that's the title I've been using ever since. And so it works really well because I've since branched, um, uh, um, branched off into, yeah, I started out doing a lot of copywriting for, for businesses, but now I do consulting. Um, Mm. I do, you know, I can help folks build media lists. Um, so it's, it's other, it's still other stuff related to content, but I'm not limited now to, Mm -hmm. um, to just helping businesses with written content. And then of course, as I said in the beginning, I now help authors, which of course yeah. that's that's not necessarily related to content too. So um, so yeah, that's that's the long answer there. That's awesome. Nice. That's really cool. It's, and sort of what is a what are some of the things that you do for people um to help them with their content? Like what's the what's sort of the process for that? Yeah, normally um, folks come to me and they have an idea of what they need. So it's like, yeah, we're handling all our social media. We don't need help there, but we need um, blogs on a regular basis. Uh, we need somebody to to draft and hit publish on our emails. So it's usually stuff like that. Um, if a client is launching a new company or redoing their website, then they'll usually come to me f- to help uh, write the website copy or, or redo what they've uh, what they currently have. So that's usually what folks come to me for. Um, uh, I've I've had a few consulting uh, clients now since publishing my my second book, um, Vegan Marketing Success Stories, and so I've yeah started to to do some consulting, and then on the book side, um, most of what I've done is editing and formatting, so helping folks um, again get their manuscript in order, mm. um, get the print file ready, get the ebook file ready. But I've also since <laughs> since added uh, book coaching, so I'm doing that now, um, and mm. I'm. I've just started to ghostwrite my first book. Um, it's uh, one of my best friend's memoirs, and so really excited nice. to 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 get that experience under my belt, and then and then continue offering ghostwriting to to other authors or as- aspiring authors. Wow. That's really awesome. cool. Wow. Thanks. And so and so now, what what got you? How did you become vegan? What was what was the thing that caused you to say, you know what, I'm making that step. 
Yeah. It, so my journey took 11 years. Uh, it was a number of steps, but the I would say the initial catalyst was seeing earthlings at the end of 2007. So um, interestingly enough, the, the very first job that I had, uh, my my former boss invited me to this screening. I had no idea what I was going to watch. She was just like, hey, my, my husband is putting on this screening. Uh, come, come and check it out. And um, yeah, and, and I saw, because this screening was at the University of British Columbia, I saw these big athletes walk out of the theater within 10 minutes. And I was like, really? Like, they're not going to stick around and, and, <laughs> and finish the movie. And I, <laughs> I just, I just decided like, yeah, I'm going to see what this, this film has to say. And um, I remember at the very end, there was a woman from the Vancouver Humane Society answering questions from the audience. And this one person asked, what is one thing we can all do to help these animals? And she said, stop eating meat. It was really as simple as that. And, mm. and that really stuck with me. And so, um, so over a number of years, I, I, um, yeah, eliminated meat from my diet. And then for a good chunk of time, I was still test, I guess, technically pescatarian, still eating some seafood on weekends, but really mm -hmm. I was learning how to cook either vegetarian or vegan during the week. Mm -hmm. um, that was my routine for a very long time. And then when my husband and I got married, we, we went on our honeymoon to New York City uh, in 2017 and ate at Iron Chef Morimoto's restaurant. And I had what I call the best seafood meal of my life. <laughs> and I, and I told myself, you know, I've always like being vegan is the goal. I just never set a timeline for myself. And I said, it's not going to get any better than this in terms of seafood. And so that's it. I'm leaving on a high note. And so that was it for seafood. And then from there it was just dairy. And, um, over over a number of years, unrelated to my my dietary transitions, I've had this digestive condition that's gone undiagnosed by my health team. So I've done many many tests. Um, I have an idea of what I think it might be, but it's very hard to get diagnosed for it. So um, after a really bad bout of uh, acid reflux um, in the spring of 2018, I went back to my naturopath and said, "I really, you know." I need some more answers. And she said, let's do a, a food sensitivity test. And mm -hmm. so I did this test. It was the first time I'd, I had done anything like it. Um, and I discovered I was sensitive to dairy, among other things. Mm -hmm. And I later learned, you know, a few years later, most people of color are sensitive to dairy. Um, so I did this cleanse of all these foods for four months. And then I found myself, uh, hey, you know, I was able to remove dairy um, being vegan has always been the goal here. So, uh, I've, I've reached that. So, <laughs> so spring 2018 is, is a date that I count from. And, uh, and of course, once you do diet, you know, clothing, household items, everything else becomes so much easier. And so, um, so yeah, that's, that's my vegan journey. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. That's it's interesting. Great. There's a, there, that, that sort of, sort of stair step, you know, you had to kind of mm -hmm. like go and, you know, I think that, everyone's journey is a little bit different, right? And then I think yeah. sometimes it takes, you know, I, I had, I had like a specific, um, uh, and easy transition. I feel like, cause I went like basically just overnight, you know, I went mm -hmm. from eating meat, everything. And then like the next day being vegan and not ever not, and then haven't done it since. And I was like about six years ago. Um, and so, yeah, I just think it's really interesting the 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 journeys that people kind of go on and and sort of the decisions that lead them to that because it's all different, you know, and it's and there's no there's no right way to do it. I think the yeah. the goal is just to actually get it get get to it, you know, and yeah. and actually 
stop eating or, you know, like stop consuming <laughs> animal products. I think that's the, that's the goal. So however you do it, it's amazing. What do you, what do you, what do you think? Um, so th- going back into a little bit of a marketing. So what do you feel like the, so some of the common mis- misconceptions or like the stereotypes uh, that people have about veganism and, um, and that you've seen so far and like, how do you sort of, I guess, address that with, within the marketing? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think what you said in the beginning, like the, the perceptions of veganism and, and being able to change that, I think that's the key there because once people understand that you can be vegan and get all the nutrients you need. I think that's the big thing. I think not knowing whether you can still be healthy on a vegan diet, I think that's a huge key because if people then recognize like, oh yeah, like there are folks who've been vegan for for decades and they're fine and 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 healthy and fit, um, then there there's there should be no problem with buying, you know, vegan meat alternatives, vegan animal alternatives, because I think if there's a hesitation that, um, yeah, like, like being vegan or eating vegan, um, is not good for you, then that'll, then the marketing on, on the business side is just, you know, you can't even have that discussion. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a little hand in hand. Um, but yeah, I, like I think we're we're in a time now where most omnivores are recognizing that it's there is no danger in eating more plants, and in fact, mm. it's better for you. <laughs> so yeah. I think the more education we get out there, and and of course the links to help, um, uh, like of course the animals. That's that's the whole definition of vegan. But once people realize there are no health barriers, and of course it's it's great for the planet. Um, I think we'll have an easier time of of yeah, just ushering people along that spectrum. Yeah. yeah, you know, you you had talked about uh, the steps that it took you to actually fully then become vegan. And I wonder when you look at the into a, a lot of how people go vegan, um, what do you do? How do you handle or what level of compassion or how do you um, uh, deal with uh, people who are not there yet at their different stages? And how do you bring them along that journey? Yeah, I don't know if I'm intentionally <laughs> bringing people along. <laughs> um, I mean, I've I, I heard there. I have an acquaintance who said because you know I explained my health my health journey to her, um, and how dairy was the last thing, and and she said um, she told me a few years ago that she's almost vegan just because of my story, um, except for some bee products that she still consumes, and she said a a best friend has come along with her. That's great news. Some of my friends are are doing the same, like they've eliminated seafood or, or most animal products, like, except for seafood, like they're, they're, they're all doing kind of their own thing. And Mm -hmm. in terms of my personal influence, like, I just think that's so cool. Like, and, and I, yeah. And I'm the kind of person that I would never pressure anyone to, to Mm. first of all, go vegan. Um, cause I think, I think the reasons why you do it are more, are more powerful, than just like, oh yeah, go vegan. Like, like, yeah, we know anybody can do it, but if you don't have that ethos behind it about mm-hmm. why you're doing it, then you're going to have folks like these celebrities who, who, who go on and then they drop off and then they have a huge following who are now like, like, well, should I do it too? Like, you know? Um, so I think, yeah, don't underestimate 
your personal influence. Um, and then in terms of like content, that's why I share a lot of content that I, that I find online. Um, because you just never know like what it might be. It was earthlings for me, but it's, it's another piece of content for somebody else. And, um, Actually, just a few weeks ago, I, I put up a blog um, that was based on data from three surveys that were done between 2018 and 2021. So mm-hmm. one, one study from a, an organization called VOMAD and uh, two studies by Phonolytics that were done in 2021. And they analyzed all these different ways that influence people to start eating plant-based. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of, ma- out of this data, I, I made my own ranking and I have, you know, five different ways, uh, mo- top recommended ways. So that includes documentaries, social media, just your personal circle of influence, um, classroom, classroom talks, lectures, events, um, and then online or newspaper articles. Those are the top mm. um, ways that that get people to actually move. And then there are, of course, mm. other ways that are not not as successful in terms of what these studies have shown. And so I... I I encourage people to hop on my, my blog and, and check that out because if you're vegan and you want to know what are the most popular ways that you can, that you can usher people along, um, hopefully that, that blog, uh, will be enlightening for you. That's awesome. Yeah. I actually, I actually, uh, read that blog. It was, it was good. Actually. I thought it was cool. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, there's what you said about like, you know, we're in a media driven world, right? I think, you know, uh, everything around us, uh, all, all the content that's around us is influencing us in, in, in various ways, whether we know it or not, you know? And I think like when you said that, you know, a celebrity would be, you know, trying it out for a little bit, but doesn't have the right support system behind them to, to, you know, make it interesting. You know, I think people are like, well, I don't know what to do with tofu. You know, it's like stuff is bland and boring and it's, but you just, you're not doing it. You're not, you're not doing it right. You know? So then when they fall off, um, it's like, you're leaving a bunch of people who may have like actually started the journey because of you, but then like now they have a bad taste in their mouth, you know, of, of the whole experience because the person that they followed is like, you know, they're, Net the next week later, there's you see him like eating at you know a burger or something you know at some <laughs> place, and you're like, wait, what? So, I think that that you know media is like a very powerful tool, and and it doesn't surprise me that like documentaries or you know like these these types of this type of media, this type of content is like influencing people the most. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I come from a film studies background and so I'm just a huge fan of documentaries as it is. And so of course, after seeing earthlings and then the ones that, um, yeah, that I've kind of like, I always mention over and over again in my toolbox or what the health, um, or you can look at an older movie forks over knives, um, and then cowspiracy, you know, with, with relation to the planet, um, and then of course there's, there's, there's many, many others, but yeah, those are the three that I always say because, because they, they communicated to me the importance of animal welfare, health and the planet. And those are the top three reasons, three reasons most people, um, go vegan. And so, yeah, so those are all up on my, my resource page on my website as well. Yeah. What the health is one of the ones that I saw, um, yeah. 
Like it, it actually, the, the, the director came to a screening like shortly before we opened the restaurant. And that was like one of the reasons that kind of got me to decide that I wanted to be vegan as well. So it's very interesting. Awesome. Um, so I have a question. You said, uh, well, you mentioned um, that you're a self-development and spiritual junkie. Uh, can you uh, share any any uh, practices or resources that have been like pretty helpful for you in like your personal growth journey? Yeah, that's that's a, an interesting journey too. So I I grew up Catholic. That was my religious background. Um, you know, as a Filipino, we're big on <laughs> Catholicism yeah, or some yeah. some form of Christianity. Yeah. Um, I kind of fell away from from the religion um, in my, I guess, yeah, my early twenties, but still really retain that belief in, you know, the divine, you know, God, if you want to call it, you know, the divine creative force, that's more of how I relate to it now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so sort of around the time in my previous business, I was rebranding to, um, conscious PR. That's the the second name that I gave my, my previous business, mm. um, because I wanted to work with more socially and environmentally responsible businesses. Um, so sort of around that time, I, I started consuming a lot of books, um, going to a lot of mo motivational speaker events. Um, I did end up taking a program that was, it had some helpful tenets, but <laughs> many years later was found to be a cult and and uh the the head of that is actually serving prison time now and so i've had to um luckily i was not too deep in it i only took mm -hmm. like about let's say maybe maybe two years worth of of curriculum mm -hmm. um uh and then after that i i learned tm um so i've been even though I now know that TM also has some culty practices when you <laughs> when you go go deep into it. Um, yeah. yeah, I do attribute my my daily meditation practice to learning that um, learning that technique, if you will. And and so mm -hmm. I've sort of layered on a lot of um, things. But yeah, daily meditation is my my non negotiable. Mm -hmm. um, I. I journal at night. Um, and as part of my meditation, my morning meditation practice, I, I do a little bit of breath, breath work, um, affirmations, prayers. Um, yeah. And then in, in terms of just wellness practices, um, yeah, I find that really having that daily structure is really helped. And I think that's super helpful if you're an entrepreneur, just to, to manage your, your mental and emotional health. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's therapists, you know, when you, when you really, really need that, that help. Um, I, I, I like doing uh, EFT, uh, emotional freedom tapping, also known as just tapping mm -hmm. uh, or emotional freedom technique, um, mm -hmm. otherwise known as tapping. So sometimes I'll do tapping, sometimes, yeah, a therapy session if I, I feel like I need it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then and then in terms of just connecting more to spirit, again, there's there's that daily practice, um, but I also am open to, to doing intuitive readings. So I'll do maybe one, one to three readings a year. And that's how actually I came up with the idea for my book. So, mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I don't mess around when it comes to my spirit guides. So that's, that's, awesome. that's something I'll say. Nice. Yeah. That is so great. Have you always been spiritual um, all your life? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, um, I attribute that to my mom. So she, even before we, my siblings and I entered kindergarten, again, really got us into the practice of praying. So taught mm. us, you know, those, those, uh, um, 
uh, what do you call it? Like the, 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 our father prayer, the Hail Mary prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course we did church on Sundays. And so, yeah, yeah. Rosary when you need to. Right. Um, so yeah, just that idea of prayer and connection to, to spirit, I think was, was really, um, yeah, sort of embedded into, uh, in from a young age. Mm. And so, so now uh, the other question I have is, um, how do you get, um, because veganism, like a lot of uh, modern progressive concepts, uh, can become political, especially you know people think it's been fun- too confrontational towards them, or that we're trying to make them change their lifestyle, you know. And how do you bridge, you know, um, not making it political, so people can still hear what you're saying, and then hopefully then take it on once they understand the value of the vegan. Yeah, as I've sort of touched on before, I think the most powerful thing you can do is share why you're vegan, because then it doesn't force your own beliefs and lifestyle and principles onto somebody else. It's you're simply sharing why you do it. Right. And I think, um, as I've said, you know, we do it for the animals like we know we can we can live a healthy diet, um, have a healthy diet without consuming animals. A lot of people don't know that or don't believe that. Um, And again. It, you know, reversing climate change. Um, I think that's more powerful than attacking folks who aren't <laughs> either aren't vegan or not doing it perfectly. Because I know there are folks who are like, <laughs> or who've told me, oh yeah, I'm mostly vegan. I just eat some fish. And it's like, no, that's <laughs> again, just being friendly about it and and saying, actually, you know, the definition of vegan is absolutely no use of animal products or exploitation of animals. Whereas if you're still eating fish, you know, there's a term for that. It's called pescatarian. Um, And and again, coming at it from more of an educational, uh, a personal approach versus uh, I have something to teach you or, (laughs) uh, and I know better than you. Um, (laughs) And even, even if that may be true, like that's not the approach that we want to take because it, because anger and, and being um, forceful. I don't think it works. I honestly don't think it, it does. Yeah. That's some of the, like when I first, um, got into this, this entire world of being vegan, I, like, I feel like very quickly found people who were like, you know, the, like the militant, like, you know, like everything needs to be perfect and if you're not doing it right like you're you're not a real vegan or you're not you shouldn't even be trying it's just like <laughs> and like i i realized that that's that's not something that i ever wanted to be because it's just not you know it's not helpful it doesn't it doesn't help anybody i did it didn't make me feel good and i was i felt like i was trying to to you know I, and i wasn't eating anything you know i wasn't eating any i was it wasn't participating in any you know, eating of any animal products or consuming anything like that. So yeah, it's just, um, so I think that you're absolutely right. The, the way that you, you're approaching it is very important, you know? So yeah. Yeah. And I've even found, you know, just by having conversations online about vegans, you know, we, we follow each other, right. Um, that there's, there's another level to being vegan. And so, so I know somebody who, who doesn't consume, um, you know, I always get the combination wrong, but it's something like soy, uh, soy, almonds, and wheat or, or 
I think corn is in there or something like that because, yeah, yeah. because the growing of those crops means that, you know, certain types of insects don't get to stick around. And so mm. I'm like, wow, like that's another level of veganism. And that's great if, if you want to take that. Um, but I think the most important part at present is to really shift away from, from animal ag, um, because it's one of the most powerful industries right now. And we just need more folks to eat less meat, eat more plants. Mm -hmm. Like that's where we need most folks to make changes right now. Mm -hmm. And then we can talk about a level two later, once most of us are at the point where we're, where we're vegan. So yes, I believe that there are other discussions to be had with regards to veganism, but I think it's more important to shift people to get to where we are. Right. Yeah. It is interesting. It's very true. I, I think uh, being vegan is very nuanced and, you know, and it's from person to person, like all the, all the different things that we can do to completely make, um, uh, make us purely vegan. It's really on a, on a spectrum because, you know, it, even though we say we're vegan, but then somebody else says, but, um, you know, we do this other thing and this other thing that could even make us even more vegan. So it's like, really, it's a huge journey, you know, and, um, um how how do you uh, help people or businesses especially because you say um, like like the the podcast or the or the network the networking uh, group that you guys put together they don't have to be vegan themselves as long as their business is vegan right now in that case is it any movement that you expect from those uh, who are in that network to become to become more vegan? Should they be moving, or are they okay not to be vegan at all? Um, is there anything further other than just the business being vegan business? Yeah, I think the reason why I focus on business is is just I feel that it's a conversation that's not being talked about all too much right now. Um, There's been a lot of obviously content around why you should go vegan from documentaries to books to influencers. In terms of the vegan business conversation, you know, when I came up with the idea for my book, I googled two years ago to see if anybody had written a book about vegan marketing. And not only was there not one, but there was only one business book out there about vegan business called Vegan <laughs> Ventures, published in 2015. And so so this is a while now since that book has been published. And I'm like, really, that's it? There's just this one book. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to make the second. So, <laughs> so, you know, I realized there's this gap in the market where we've talked yeah. a lot about why to go vegan. And that's great. Mm. There's an endless supply of content around that. But we have to also tell businesses that you need to go vegan too, because Mm. if you are supporting animal ag, you're part of the problem. And a lot of like my previous business, you know, I was, I I certified as a B corporation twice. Um, So I was in that network. You know, I was a member of 1% for the planet. I, I, I attended the Social Venture Institute conferences a number of times. I was in all of these circles you know, because these are the circles I wanted to roll with. But once I became vegan, I realized these folks are not talking about veganism at all because they don't know that link between eating or, you know, how they consume Mm. and, and, um, and climate change. 
and these these right. topics that and, and social injustice and poverty, mm-hmm. these topics that we all want to solve, but it's not being part of the business conversation. And so mm-hmm. so that's why my activism na- now is in the business world. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, I only take on clients that are vegan businesses, if it's not yet vegan owned, and if they're open to having that conversation with me about, hey, how do I, how, how do I personally go vegan? Great, I'm, I'm, I'm open to having that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I would say in terms of the network that you alluded to, so I'm the co-host of Veg Networking Canada, and it's, it's a free group for any Canadian vegan to join. The only criteria is you have to be vegan. That's our criteria for membership. Now, when we do interviews, and these are all free to watch online on our YouTube channel, when we invite special guests, um, if they're not vegan, um, we welcome the conversation. So, so you know, we want to talk about your your vegan business, and sometimes you know they'll talk about their own personal you know journeys, how mm. how much on the plant based spectrum they are on. Um, and that's great. And I think that helps too. Um, but yeah, if you want to join our network and you're not vegan, sorry, because that, <laughs> that's, <our, laughs> that's our criteria. And I think, yeah, I totally. think being, having that flexibility and that inclusivity of, yeah, we'll, mm. we'll still bring you on as a guest mm. to showcase your business, even though you yourself are not vegan, you just can't join us from week to week. Um, and so, yeah, I think having that again, yeah, just, having some sort of inclusivity and and being open to having different conversations, knowing that most of the world is not vegan. I think that's really important. Hmm. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Um, what do you feel like some of the, like the biggest challenges, uh, like businesses that are vegan face when it comes to their, uh, like to their like marketing, their products and services? Yeah, I think it depends on the type of business. So if mm-hmm. you're in food, fashion, like in an industry that where the at consuming the animal is the norm. So let's say food, food's a huge one. You're going to have to educate your audience a little bit on why you should try your product versus the animal version that's already out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I found, you know, from the contributors to my book who are in that boat naturally like there's some sort of education or activism like it's got to be a part of their message otherwise they're just not going to attract they're like they're only going to attract folks who eat plant-based and that's not what we want um you know your business should cater to, to everyone who can who can possibly consume your product or service and then the other thing is people always ask me like what's the difference between marketing a vegan business and a conventional one nothing sorry <laughs> sorry there's no there's no magic secret that's going to make a vegan business succeed the key is Find out what makes you different um, and what makes you stand out. And that's the key to your marketing. Because if you can get, you know, as we've said, a good boat of of consumers consuming your product, then hopefully, you know, if you start, if you say, let's say uh, it's a vegan owned company and that's important to you, or every now and then you drop why, um, you know, why it's important to go more plant-based, then people will maybe listen to you, but you've got to get that. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to have good marketing first to have a good um, audience base to, to market to. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I, I mean, I, it makes sense that, you know, that marketing is just, you know, it's important no matter what, whether it's vegan or not, you know, it's, it's going to be important. Have you, have you found that 
uh, vegan companies tend to do uh, it like because you've never you you've not really like uh like it's a re- it's a requirement for your companies that you're working with or the clients that you're working with to be vegan so um i was going to ask if if you had like any knowledge about like you know whether it was easier or whether they felt like it was easier or harder being mm-hmm. vegan versus being non-vegan or do you feel like it's the same across the board is that of course is that like do you mean vegan owned or the nature of the business being vegan or not uh in terms of marketing do you like yeah the the being being the nature of the business being vegan was it whether it's easier or not does that make sense yeah i honestly think it's irrelevant um, Got it. Okay. Yeah. And, and in the, the very last section of the last chapter of my book is about, uh, I, I feature a few businesses that mm-hmm. did not start out being vegan, but yeah. then made the switch. So the body shop Cho, which is a, a chocolate company in the U S um, there's a few others that I mentioned and they have chosen to move to become vegan because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they realize that it's a good move for us to make. And then they've marketed that. I think that's super, mm-hmm. super important because you, you've got this existing audience base, and then you've decided you're gonna you're gonna sh- make the shift, um, and you obviously are doing that for for some reason, right? And so it's important to educate your audience and say this is why we're making the switch. Um, the Body Shop has done that very um, strategically. I think it's it's very it's uh, it's open on their website. Like I, I have the link, you know, in my book. Um, and I think they're doing it, um, they're doing it exactly the way that, that I would suggest. Like they even mm. went so far as to, to be uh, vegan trademarked. So this is all going to happen by the end of 2023. It's, it's, it's not fully right. done yet, but that's the commitment that they've made. And so I'm not saying everybody has to go and do the vegan trademark as well, but that's, that's the steps, the step that they've taken because they want to show like, we're serious about this because the body shop is a quite a, a big company. Um, so yeah, so so that's an example that I share in my book of how you can do it so that you don't lose customers because being vegan should be the good way to go, the good way <laughs> most businesses should go and yeah. not something to be afraid of. Hmm. Right. It is interesting wow. too, um, as um, there seems to be, I mean, at the beginning of a, of a movement like, like this, you know, for about a decade or maybe a decade and a half, there was real intense move to really try and get more people to convert. But there seems to be a little bit of a of a balance to say, you know, we have to bring more people along the journey. And what do you think is the best way, um, you know, for businesses that are struggling uh, to, to make that track? What is the best way? to transition into into being vegan and how long it makes sense for them to take to get there. Yeah, I'm not not an expert in this topic by any means, but I I actually did some research at the end of 2022 because I wanted to support Veganuary. And again, like I said, Uh Not many people are talking about the shift to vegan business. Everybody's talking about, oh, try ve- try going vegan for the month of January. <laughs> and so I created like a, a news release that I sent out to business media um, 
about, uh, and I, I called it level one and level two activities. So level mm. one, um, you know, are things like, uh, you know, if you have a cafeteria, you know, make it a plant-based cafeteria so that if, if an employee has to eat lunch, they're going to eat a plant-based lunch. There's no, <laughs> you know, there's no other option or things like parties, you know, office parties, catering, do it plant-based. Um, if you're going to do a team building activity, go to an animal sanctuary instead of a zoo or an aquarium or some mm. sort of animal racing venue. There are certain like little steps that you can take like that to, to support, um, a, you know, vegan business. And then things I call level two, that's when you're really converting your supply chain. And that something mm. like that could take years, you know, depending on how many products you have and, and how much, you know, what you need, the, the, the people you need, the formulations you need to, to truly make that vegan. And so I think it's going to vary for every business, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of like the list that I came up with. And then I also came up with a list of either consultants or companies that can help folks make that transition because of course on the supply chain side, it's going to be more, more difficult. So, so there are experts out there who, who specialize in this, um, that you can go to, to, to make that transition. Don't come to me, come to me for the marketing, but, but yeah, there's folks out there who, who will help you with that. I think it's really interesting that you, and I think it's so true that, um, individuals making that journey over to being plant-based or being vegan is, is good. But I think that when businesses start to do it, it like the businesses reach way more people than an individual will be able to. And I think it's really good to, to be supporting the the vegan businesses because that's, that's where like, you know, they're, that's where more change can happen as opposed to just an individual. Cause how many people can one person talk to, you know, they're running down the street saying I'm vegan, you know, then, uh, so, uh, yeah, just like, I think it's really, really good. And I think it's important what you're doing to, to help businesses market their, 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 the things that they're trying to do, because that, that is a level of change. That's going to be important for growing this, I think. Thank you. Yeah. And I, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, we each have our, our little circle of influence, you know, mm -hmm. from loved ones and all you have to do is share why you're vegan. Now, if you want to go a step further, let's say, you know, you're pretty active on social media, talk about who you buy from, right? Like mm -hmm. we all need, you know, let's say per personal products, household products, you know, tell people like, I'm like, I'm, I'm buying from, from this company because they're vegan and they're eco-friendly. And the more you do that, the more people, yeah, again, become aware of the, the better options that are out there versus the ones who aren't vegan. Um, yeah. And same with your workplace. Like, yeah, we get, you know, come December, start telling your boss, like, Hey, let's have a veganuary challenge. And, and if you're already vegan, you know, you can step outside of it or, or, you know, say I'm here, I'm here for any coworkers who want to, who want tips and recipes and places to eat. Like there's so many other ways that you can, um, be part of the change and, and not just think like, Oh, you, you know, I only have my, my family and friends. Like mm. there's so many other ways that you can, you can have a personal impact and, and involve businesses in that, in that conversation as well. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, you know, I, because you said you're a Filipina. And so, and of course I'm from Nigeria, West Africa and uh, Deji uh, by extension. And so, um, and our restaurant actually has a West African influence. And I know there's a, um, there's often a little bit of a tension when uh, 
a Nigerian or, or <laughs> West African comes in, go, yeah, I think I'll take that. And I go, but it's vegan. And they're like, how do you do that? You know, so, so, so um, but you as a Filipina, do you find um, you find it easy to be able to convince other Filipinos to go vegan or which group tends to be easier? And what do you do to accommodate all the differences and, and how to move them along on their yeah. journey? Great question. Again, I'm I'm not too, uh, I would say I'm not too immersed in the Filipino community here in Vancouver as it is. Like I, I know um, at least one person here who's Filipina and vegans, which is great. Um, yeah, but, but I have, I've had family members ask me like, where could we eat Filipino food that's vegan? And I, I know at least one place that does have a vegan menu, which is great. And so I'll talk about that. And actually a number of years ago, I found out that, um, uh, I've got, uh, an extended family member. So my mom's cousin, her, um, grandfather, uh, or I wish I, I always get this. Uh, <laughs> I always get, I always get this mixed up. I can't remember if it's her father or grandfather, but I've got a family member who invented um, a plant-based meat alternative company in the Philippines, and it's mm. still running today. By um, yeah, my aunt, my my uncle, technically wow. my uncle, um, my aunt's brother, and so um, I think that's super cool. Like I I didn't know uh, we had this tie um, to such a cool company. And this is decades. He invented this decades ago and, and, uh, won an award from the president, from the president for it. Um, but because of this connection to her, so she, so when my book launched in November, she invited me to, um, bring my books and just talk a little about, about veganism to her church community. Um, so, so yeah. So anytime I'm asked, um, yeah, just to talk about whether it's my book or just, being vegan, I always say yes. And, and it happens to be a Filipino community in this case, but, mm. um, but yeah, I've, I've been invited to a local business meetup, you know, most, mostly non-vegans to talk about it. And, and, and which is great. Cause again, we're, we don't have enough conversations about businesses going vegan. And so, um, so yeah, whenever folks want to have the conversation, I'm, I'm open to it. Awesome. Uh, so I have a question. Do you, do you have any like, so let's say, you know, a person or a group of people are starting a business, it's vegan, um, and, but they don't know where to go in terms of like, uh, or what to do in terms of marketing. Do you have any like first step things you should do when you're thinking about your marketing plan mm -hmm. or? Yeah. So I always refer to the four basics. That's what I call them. Um, so website is number one. Like I see mm. small businesses all the time, just having an Instagram account, like order through us through Instagram and I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, because you never want to have your business run on somebody else's platform. So if the meta mm. ever goes down, it's, it's been known to go down for a day. That's your business. You never want to rely on, on another platform. So definitely have a website, you know, with your company name as much as possible, um, secure that.com right now. Um, and then, uh, on that website, have a blog, 
Um, I know that's not very exciting. People are always like, well, what am I going to talk about? Well, there's a ton of things I can tell you to talk about. Um, you know, whether it's new product or service announcements, you could put news releases up on there. If you ever do an interview, um, like I'm doing right now, transcribe that you could turn that into a blog post. So there's, there's millions of millions of ideas. Um, and that's not just so people can read up about you. That's actually good for search engine optimization. Like that's how Google finds your business, the more content you have on your website. So that's number two. Um, number three is email. Um, have an email list, um, you know, have a clever way to get people to sign up to your email list and then, you know, share really good content that maybe they can't get, um, by just following you on social media. So mm. again, and again, that's because you never know what happens to social media, or let's say your website is under construction. You need a way to reach, reach people. So that's what an email list is for. And then of course, social media. So you don't have to be using all accounts, but I would say reserve your company name on all of the platforms you can so that nobody else with the same name takes it. And then if you're wondering, yeah, where to start, I would say LinkedIn for business um, connections and conversations, and then either one of the other visual platforms. So Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, pick one or two of those. and. And the reason I say visual is because people really want to see what you're up to. You know, they need to see your product or service in action. For somebody like me, you know, there's tons of copywriters, um, but people want to see my face. They want to hear my voice before they choose to hire me. And so um, that's why a visual platform uh, is important as well. So, so that's what I call my four basics. And then you want to layer on more on top of that. Um, you have more of a budget, you have more time, you can get all of the other tactics, um, in my book. And I talk about, I talk about them all there. So <laughs> there you go. Awesome. That's really good. Um, so I, I know we're, we're getting closer to the end. Um, I, I do I just have a couple of questions. So I guess, what do you see the biggest challenges facing the the world in the next few decades. Um, and how can we all like start to help with this? I'm not going to even answer the next few decades because <laughs> <laughs> you just can't, I, I can't even plan f like five years in advance. Like you just never know what's happening. So let, mm -hmm. uh, let's just say in the next decade, I think this conversation we're having, the importance of moving toward a plant-based lifestyle, it's going to continue to happen because people still don't know the impact animal agriculture has on our planet. And if we want and we need to reverse climate change, that is going to be part of the conversation. So I think the conversation we've started with today, that's going to continue to happen in the next decade, especially when animal ag continues to fight back with dollars. Like we're starting to see more got milk ads you know, like, like it's going to happen, you know, they're going to fight back with money and we, we need to be more educated and more persuasive in, in how to get people to, to, yeah, to move further along. Um, I think AI is, is a huge thing that that's just coming right now. And how do we use that as vegans? Um, well, there's an AI app that uh, is, was created by a vegan um, digital marketing agency owner. It's called VG3. So V-E-G-3 dot AI, I believe. Um, if, if that's not right, you can Google it. Um, you'll find it. Um, and so he's trying to get 
um, some more investment for this app because it's it's a it's it's an it, it can do anything the other AI apps do just with a mm. vegan lens, um, mm. and with more I guess credibility behind the content that you're going to be providing. And so, um, yeah, we're just starting in terms of of you know what AI, AI is um, able to do for us and how we're mm. going to be using it every day. So I think I see that in the next ten years and. Yeah. And just, yeah, we're going to continue to continue to use smartphones. I, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. technology is, is definitely going to be part of how we evolve. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. I mean, I think the, uh, I'm, I'm like a sci-fi, I like, I'm, I love the future and, um, and I, and I too, like a, have a background in film. I've been doing film for like about since 2011 and uh and i think it's the the ai like ai right now is just like i mean it's only going to get it's like a hockey stick curve that's going to happen with ai and it's just going to get yeah. crazier and crazier more out of control uh, and but the capabilities are going to just get more robust you know and i think um uh having apps like what you're talking about i've never heard of this before um like ai with like a vegan lens is very interesting you know and 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 there's so many things that i mean there's so many applications that we can use to to make our journeys easier you know um you know so in the same conversation as ai and and um and like chat GPT and all that kind of stuff. Like, do you feel like that's going to, how do you, or how are you maybe planning to either use AI or how that's, how that's, what's your take on, on AI in terms of like copywriting and, and uh, the things that you're doing now? Yeah. So I haven't been able to play around with, any of the AI apps. I did hear about ChatGPT before VG3. And so, um, but of course, being vegan, I want to support the vegan version. I just haven't had any, um, yeah, clients that have needed that amount of of content written from scratch for them yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm really yeah. itching to test it because um, yeah. I want, because I actually really love editing more than I mm. like, more than I enjoy writing from scratch. Um, Cause it takes mm-hmm. a lot more mental work to write from scratch. Whereas I love, yeah. this is why I, I I'm hoping to be a ghostwriter is because you take what somebody says, you're almost taking a first draft and just cleaning it up. And, and that's mm-hmm. how I view um, the content use of AI. It'll spit mm-hmm. out maybe a pretty good version, but yeah. you as a human still need to go and verify that the information is correct and, and yeah, and maybe tweak a little bit. Right. Um, so that's been my concern about the content use of AI, but, um, I just had a conversation like two weeks ago about somebody who has been using, he's using chat GPT four now version four. And he says it will pull up the references to whatever it's pulling from if you want that. And so again, that's, that could, yeah. that could be a way that you can do your own, <laughs> you can do your own copy instead of hiring somebody like me. But, but I think, yeah, as you said, we're very early in, in, mm-hmm. in our use of this. Um, but yeah, I, I don't doubt it's, it's going to be a huge part of our work and lives in the future. Yeah. 
I, I honestly think that it's it. I mean, I feel like a lot of times there is like the idea that AI is going to take everyone's jobs and all that kind of stuff. But I think really it's like a, it's a tool. And I think that like what you just said is very interesting. Cause I think it's very true. Like, you know, you can, you can take, you can have chat GPT or, or whatever, whatever the next one is going to be. That's really great. You can have that uh, start that. And then you can, tweak it and make it your own and make it sound the way that you need it to sound because, you know, they don't always have all the context, you know, that's like the part that's hard for these things is they just don't have context. And so anyways, yeah. I think it's, it's a, it's pretty interesting. And I think it, it'd it be a great tool, you know, for a lot of people. So I'm, I'm always like thinking sure. hey, nobody should be afraid of this, you know, anyways. Um, so we are, uh, coming to the end of the, of the chat, uh, and so we always ask these these questions. Um, so what advice would you give to anybody sort of starting out um, with their business? I think you kind of did this one a little bit too uh, with their marketing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. So how about this? Uh, we'll go a little bit different with this. So anybody, how about this? Anybody who has a business already, who wants to go vegan with their business, how do you, how would you sort of inform that for them? Yeah, I would uh, probably send them the news release that I, I put out uh, in late 2022 that has some of my ideas, my personal ideas on how you can go vegan. And then that has the list of all of the consultants and companies that can help them do that. So yeah, that's nice. where I would point them. Perfect. Um, what are you working on at the moment? A couple of things. So yeah, as I, I think I mentioned earlier, I'm ghostwriting um, one of my best friend's memoirs. I think we're mm -hmm. about, we're definitely past halfway, maybe at the two thirds mark now. Um, and that's been really fun. Um, I just started writing a few articles for um, Plant-Based World Pulse, which is, uh, mm -hmm. Pulse is the platform that um, the folks at Plant-Based World Expo, so you're probably familiar with the Europe Expo, the, maybe mm. the U.S. Expo. Mm -hmm. um, they just started a, a platform that I started writing for, and so nice. yeah, hope to mm. continue that relationship. Um, yeah, and then I just started writing some website copy for a restaurant. Um, unfortunately, it's not completely plant-based, but mm -hmm. um, it's a client of Vegan Hospitalities, and um, mm. and they and they have an amazing story that's in my book, and and their whole ethos is. Um, yeah, trying to get more businesses again, they're, they're one of the folks on the list, um, especially in the hospitality sector. So restaurants, um, hotels, that sort of thing. They work mm. with folks who, who, yeah, who want to, um, make their, their businesses vegan. So, um, yeah, just started working with them on some website copy. That's awesome. Awesome. Great. Wow. Well, uh, thank you so much for, for, uh, coming on the show and, and just dropping all the knowledge on everybody. Um, You're so welcome. I really enjoyed this conversation with you, uh, Deji and Akindale. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Thank you so much. So and by the way, um, uh, I really like your name. Uh, is that completely Filipino name? No, my my uh, my Nomoto is my married name, and my ah, my husband's Japanese. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was uh, because so I was wondering. It's, it's yeah. It sounds different. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we will uh, see you later.
Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. My pleasure. This was great. All right. So we just had Sandra on. Great interview. Really good. A lot of good stuff in there. Um, I mean, you know, I feel like she's really, really helping to pave the way in 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 really the the most one of the more influential parts of our society, which is business owners. And you know, supporting, you know, only vegan business owners is important, I think, uh, because they, you know, if they have the support, if they're still uh, going and still alive after, you know, five, six, seven, eight, 10, 15, you know, like, these are the people that are going to have the most impact on our society, because they're, you know, they're hiring certain people, you know, you know, for veg, like we get a lot of people who want to work for us because we're vegan and because right. they don't eat meat. And they're like, you know what, like, this is like the best, I feel like the best option in this area because of, you know, what we represent and what we stand for. And I think absolutely helping those types of people are, is extremely important because I think that's like the, that's sort of what, to be honest, that's what, you know, the country is is about is is about these small businesses and so yeah. absolutely yeah no and, and she brings an amazing perspective also um um in terms of being able to to just get out there and and um, create content or 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 even even her book editing i mean it's just beautiful just mm -hmm. to see a uh, different way of thinking you know, like we said in, in a previous conversation that we had, you know, like I never even thought about the fact that you could have this global community, you know, mm -hmm. uh, of, of vegan businesses and vegan people, you know, uh, creating more space for more people to be able to come into. And, mm -hmm. um, and this may also create a, um, uh, that space for people for uh, who actually have been thinking about uh, going vegan you know um and when there's a there's more positive space to actually do this people mm -hmm. are more likely you know to then go vegan because they can see the positivity mm -hmm. in the community mm -hmm. that we are creating and i think this is important so yeah, yeah i'm really really pleased and i'm very grateful to have her join us today yeah and i'm and i'm hoping that the audience really uh enjoyed that that interview i mean I, I know i did so um yeah. yeah i guess uh we're we're gonna have to say goodbye now and uh exactly we'll, yeah we'll see you next time yeah on absolutely. the next uh, next episode absolutely so. great see you later thanks for tuning into this episode of green carpet interviews we hope you found it informative and inspiring this show was brought to you by veg on the edge our vegan restaurant in Santa Cruz and San Luis Obispo. If you're in the area, be sure to stop by and check out our delicious plant-based dishes. Check out vegontheedge.com for more information. To stay connected with us and learn more about conscious living, follow us on Instagram at Green Carpet Interviews. We love hearing from our listeners and would love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Green Carpet Interviews. <laughs>